Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Mari. This is Sarah. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is Crime Scene, the true crime review podcast where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. And we are so excited to welcome the amazing women of A Date with Dateline to the scene. We had to like tweak the intro because of them. We just want to say big welcome. Welcome, Kimberly. Welcome back, Katie. How are you guys doing? Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you yes. for having us. Yay. So excited. So glad to have you guys. We last got to chat with Katie on episode 45 when we talked about stolen youth, when we had to dive very deep into a, a, a very interesting story. Uh, Kimberly, we ask all of our guests, like, what is your true crime origin story? What got you into true crime? I uh, watched Dateline a lot, like with my parents. And uh, I think I started talking about it with Katie and trying, like making her watch episodes. And I think mm -hmm. how that's how it came about. And then ID Network was very just kind of always in the background. And mm -hmm. um, so I never really read the I think I read Helter Skelter, but I never really read other mm. true crime things like that katie was probably much more into the serious serious true crime and i'm more into the reality tv kind mm -hmm. of um i hate to say the lighter side of true crime but right. the you know what i'm saying i like the personalities mm -hmm. of the dateline hosts and i like when it's a little cheeky and so we have we have a good mix i think she goes uh, she can go I deep agree. with the really dark stuff and for stolen youth i was like hard pass can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
any anything that you guys have uh, like really uh, watched recently that you think like uh, that you've enjoyed, uh, especially you, Katie, since we haven't talked to you in a few few weeks. So many things, and true <laughs> true crime wise, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Any anything interesting? Well, I have to admit, we've been a little preoccupied because Yellow Jackets on Showtime is <laughs> back. And it's taking over our whole lives right now. <laughs> it's really all consuming. I'm not going to lie. It's just all it's so good. In my apartment, it's just all cannibals 24 7. You can see mm-hmm. Katie's background because she's at her place, is uh, her crazy string wall, her murder board. It's a Yellow Jackets uh, wall. To try to solve That's the so mysteries cool. of Yellow Jackets. You ate her face. your face Um, yes that's so great yeah we are big fans of yellow jacket over over here and sometimes you need a little bit of like fake true crime yes yes well especially because our podcast tends to be like a tiny bit more lighthearted, but never at the victim's Mm -hmm. expense we always try to be really respectful but we will fully laugh at the dumb criminals and the, you know, defense attorney with their ridiculous theories and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's good to be able to talk about a show that's totally made up mm-hmm. and yes. you can say whatever you want. You're not going to offend anybody. Yeah. And it, you avoid it, certain you avoid certain crimes on a date with Dateline. What's the thinking behind that? I know that you sometimes say, well, this was the latest episode, but we can't talk about this one. So we're going back to talk about a different one. I usually make the call kind of for Katie, and then she usually agrees with me. I think um, it's I can t- usually tell from the preview if it's going to be mm. just way too sad for us. And obviously, all murder is sad. I always have to say that caveat. But when it's someone who's very, very young and very, very innocent, it was a stranger that it was just wrong place, wrong time. If there's a lot of uh, SA, we don't cover it mm. usually. And mm-hmm. if there's children involved, we don't cover it. I like the ones where it's a more juicy, like an affair with a husband and wife, and there's a threesome, and he's the pastor of the church, and is yeah. <laughs> like that's what I really those. like. And <laughs> yeah. obviously, it's still so sad for the victim, but there's this yeah. crazy story that's so insane you can't believe it's real and it is actually real if it was in a movie, you would think that it was made up, and mm. that I, those are the ones that I really like. Oh, gotcha. So in that vein, today we are talking about Death by Fame. It's a six part series on ID Discovery. Um, And the tagline of the series is it goes behind the scenes to uncover the sinister side of fame. So like how we normally do like six part series, of course, each each episode is a different case. We will talk about the series in general and then we'll go into um, a little bit more detail in episode one and episode two. So before we um, get into the discussion, let me talk a little bit about uh, both of the crimes in both episode one and episode two. Episode one deals with the murder of sex therapist and one-time fiance of Drew Carey, Amy Harwood. Her ex-boyfriend, Gareth Pursehouse, is accused of throwing her from a third-story balcony, uh, second story for the Australian listeners, uh, Although she died in February 2020, he is yet to stand trial because of COVID delays. Uh, But apparently just the other day on April 19th, uh, Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge George Lumelli rejected Purse House's attorney's claim that there was insufficient evidence. Uh, 
The judge has ordered that Purse House stand trial for one count of each of murder and first degree residential burglary, along with special circumstance allegations of lying in wait. Of course, we will update listeners as we have more news. Episode two follows the case of actor Johnny Lewis, best known as Half Sack on Sons of Anarchy. It is thought that an untreated head trauma from a motorbike accident led to erratic and aggressive behavior. Unfortunately, he refused diagnosis and treatment. In in September 2021, Lewis and 81-year-old landlady Catherine Davis were found dead at their home. She had severe head injuries and he had fallen from a height, perhaps the garage roof or uh, the balcony. Davis's cat had also been killed. So those are the crimes. Can I just get uh, y'all thoughts overall about the property itself um, and your thoughts about the packaging, if you will, because this is your your typical ID discovery. We're going to slap a label on it and then each episode is going to kind of be reworked around whatever the general um, topic is. I'll start with you, Katie. What what did you think about just overall about the the, the mainly the two episodes we watched? I think they were really well done for mm-hmm. ID Network. I think they put a lot of time. I think the editing was really good. The way mm-hmm. it was really easy to... So, not that... Sometimes ID Network shows, it's just not yeah. the easiest to watch or <laughs> listen to. Um, mm-hmm. Either one or both will be off. But this was really evenly paced. I thought it was really... I mean, they really did a good job for keeping it as long as it was. For mm-hmm. It's like a full hour um i i liked it i thought it was well done they're very dark it's a very foreboding sort of lighting for all of the interviews Mm -hmm. um but that kind of that kind of works and i mean it definitely sparked my interest to watch more episodes after the first two i was like oh i'm i'm interested but they are incredibly sad these were very, very sad sad cases so as yeah. a package i thought it i thought it looked pretty good mm-hmm. what did you think as you've watched a lot of id like what did you think of the <laughs> of the total package of it because i don't feel like i watch i don't know i feel like the id shows that kimberly and i gravitate towards are really um in the cheesy category lots mm-hmm. of reenactments so we call them reenactments. So of the do that is the you'll say autopsy at my autopsy. That's exactly yeah. what we call it. <laughs> we uh, okay, yeah, we want we want it to be as cheesy as possible, and they're doing it's just like they're having fun with it. That's or not that we want it to be. Katie actually prefers, I think, the darker ones. That's just what we tend to cover for our show for mm-hmm. what our audience likes, but. This was the opposite. Yeah, this was one of their dark ones. And no yeah. reenactment needed because it seemed. And the I mean, voiceover so lady wasn't tongue in cheek, making little puns about the, mm-hmm. you know, yes. you Mm-mm. can just tell by the voiceover lady that they use. <laughs> so, <laughs> did this feel like a better quality to you two? Like a little bit in the Sarah? middle? Or what do you think? I mean, I think quality wise, there's nothing, n- nothing to accuse Dateline of. That's for sure. I. Mm-hmm. I think they had one of those slight, they made a slight problem for themselves. They called it death by fame. And they Mm -hmm. had maybe two or let me say three really good examples where if this person had not been famous, they would not have been put 
in the yeah. path of this crime. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then they had to find another three or four three. to wedge into the theme. So as an over look, I think they're very well produced. I think each one in in itself is a really good episode. But when you talk about it as an overarching series, I think that's where I would say a problem lies. It's not to put you off watching them. It's just that there's a I think there's quite a clear distinction, Murray, don't you, of of the ones that had Christina Grimmy not been in the public eye, that man would not have shot her. So yeah. that's definitely where her fame and her celebrity caused her to intersect with this awful man. I completely agree. Like it's one of those, those shows that I would not, this isn't a binge type of thing. It's not like maybe even like the Hulu series that we watch, you know, uh, web of death. It's not one of the ones where you watch all six in a row. Even mm-hmm. I, I, I watched one, came back to it, watched another, came back to it. It's one of those perfect um, series that if I'm just flipping through the channels and it's on ID, like any episode is on ID, I'll turn it on and let it play in the background. Um, but I, like Sarah said, if you're looking for a thorough, a through line for all of the episodes, you're not going to you're not going to find it. Um, but I did think that uh, the production was great the everything was handled handled really delicately when it came to the victims families i thought mm, yeah um mm-hmm. i thought it was really interesting how they kind of go back and forth between uh, like sarah said there's a victim who you can tell because they were famous they died to like a perpetrator who was famous like a famous right. person does the the murder so i thought it was interesting how they 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 were able to change narratives per, per case and stuff like that um so i agree i watch it this is one of the ones i definitely would throw on on a sunday while i'm sweeping my living room you know Ooh. i don't i famously don't do housework but the, if i theoretically <laughs> did this would be the perfect the perfect show i liked that we had Sara Azari, a criminal defense attorney. She's with us in all of the episodes. All of them. Yep. She's mm-hmm. very exasperated with these killers. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> cross with them. Uh, and she's particularly outraged, as she should be, about the killing of uh, Catherine Davis's cat. Uh, she mentions it several times. Several times she mentions it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all else, were. She was all of us. I, I was outraged. I almost was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that episode simply because of the cat. But I think it is one of the best made and it's mm. certainly a very, a very sad uh, one. We also speak a couple of times to Tunisia Ofre, who's a domestic violence advocate. She's not in every episode, but she's in a few of them and she brings a really good sort of grounding of, of the background uh, there too. Can I tell you about one of the talking heads that I was so excited to see? Okay, I wonder if it's the same one I was about to say. Yeah. When Gil Carrillo set yeah. his butt down, I was like, yes, Gil, bring it to him. This man is so famous. He's one of the only officers that I know by sight. Just because, yeah. just because he's worked some of the most infamous cases in California history. My man helped catch the Night Stalker. Yeah. He was amazing in the Night Stalker uh Netflix yes. uh docuseries. So as soon as he sat down, I, I immediately was him like, immediately. 
immediately. So and I was just like, this is this is where it's at. This is how deep I am. <laughs> like, yeah. I completely and you recognize people from other shows and yes. other networks. Yeah. Yes. You're deep. And he, he did such a great job on, especially in the first two episodes, because the first two episodes do take place in California. He is a retired LAPD LAPD detective, and he has legit worked on some of the most high profile cases in LAPD history. So he was here for Amy, Amy Harwick's uh, murder. I thought he did a good job of explaining the evidence from a, a police standpoint. And then when we go to the Johnny Lewis case, he's also here kind of like, well, all we know is he did it. She's dead. He's dead now. We don't really care why. And I was like, dang, Gil, like, <laughs> you know, he but, was much more sympathetic in Amy's case. And yeah. he, like, I was almost expecting him to be like, this is one murder. I did the Night Stalker. OK, guys, I don't have <laughs> yeah. time for this one paltry murder okay uh, yes. and he just gets up and walks off but he took <laughs> yeah. it very seriously and then but then with the second episode he was kind of like well some mysteries don't need to be solved i have other things on my desk <laughs> my inbox is filled with serial killers peace yeah. bye <laughs> yes uh he was great i thought he was a really really good talking head and i and he was appropriate. Like we do need police represent representatives to help with the crime aspects. There wasn't, this wasn't like copaganda or anything like that. I think he did a great job of uh, settling the facts of the, the actual crime because they don't bring him in until we start discussing the crime. And I mm. want to ask you guys, what did you think about, especially in this first episode here? Um, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, about for the victims, like overall, uh, Katie, what did you think about how they handled Amy Harwick as a victim in episode one? I thought that was great, actually, mm -hmm. because I feel yeah. like I got to know a lot about her. And I also feel like so because these these are sort of isolated cases in each episode about a celebrity and mm -hmm. how they died, I feel like. If, if I was to come across that somewhere and then Google and find this episode about her, I feel like this would be a a flattering view of her looking at her life. They talked multiple times about her education, which I really mm. appreciated. I thought that was really important. Um, and then I, I, to me, I mean, we've seen some shade on Dateline when it's not, it's generally not the victim. Very rarely. They there, will there have throw. been so few times that they shade the victim, but they, they're, they stand out so much when it happens. When it know? does oh, happen. Wow. And yeah. it's usually because something atrocious, like someone is, there was a guinea pig in a car situation. There were some things that were happening. She faked that a was, pregnancy. Yeah, she there were did a lot some of, things. Yeah. Um, but, hmm. nor, but I thought, but most of the time, Dateline is really, um, really complimentary and i thought they yeah. did a an equally good job and i often re refer to her as a dr amy Howick. yeah a lot often, yes which is and really they talked good. about how she was passionate about helping women who worked in sex work yes know, getting prevented from moving that. on into another career because they were being judged by that she was passionate about that so and even in her good. relationship they did with J with Drew Carey, who's yeah. arguably quite famous. The way mm -hmm. that they handled that, it, it it was very very clear that they had a relationship that was not based on the fact that he was famous. She was right. not looking to marry someone famous, and they really made that clear. You don't get that feeling at all, and they really easily, you know. I think that would be everybody like 
you know, and she, they said she'd gotten some hate from people who were like, oh, yeah, she wants me. to marry a star. But it, you could tell that they had a good, real relationship, as real as that gets in Hollywood. And I, I think thought if it was family very... was watching, they'd be like, well done. They, yeah. they wouldn't be yeah. mad about anything. I thought it was very interesting that they kind of harp on the age gap at one point. It was like, he was 59 oh. and she's 36. I'm like, am I the only one who was like, thank God? Because I'm like, it's I, those, the age gaps we'd be seeing now just be so even because worse. Because she wasn't that. 25, you mean? I was yes, like, that exactly. is inappropriate. Yeah, I was like, that seems fine. Yeah. He's yeah. an adult, but at least she's an adult and her, her frontal cortex is fully formed. Fully she formed, can make yeah. her own decisions. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, that sounds this great. isn't like that sounds like pure love situation yeah because she's in her and, 30s and he, he's a he's a he's a grown-up but he seems very playful i mean their first yes. day he took it he took it to disneyland yeah he yes. wanted to make her laugh and yeah. she did you know that's yeah. an amazing sorry that's an mm-hmm. incredible date he took all her friends <laughs> all they took behind the scenes back, backstage pass thing uh, that had to be so fun. So fun. I, oh I did love how they I, I feel like after watching that first episode, after watching episode one, I felt like I knew Dr. Amy Har- Harwick. I love that they they included um, that interview she did like a, it's like a podcast interview like a video um, that she did. I, I felt like I really, really knew her and, and and then when they spend half of the episode talking about the victim and then it turns and they have to talk about the crime. I think that's that's a great way to do it in a sense like Gareth Pursehouse, he got maybe five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Of, like I barely remember his name, but yes, I remember Amy. I love that. I love that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because this is what it's about. Like if if when somebody's loved one dies and, and stuff like that, it's like it's so easy for the media and people to you know, lift up and 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 just blast the name of, of the the killer everywhere and forget about the victim. So I did really appreciate how the victim was front and center here. And it and but it just makes it even more crushing when we know she's gonna die. Like we all know she's gonna die because we're watching this, but it it makes it even hurt a little bit more. And and I think we you, we need that sometimes. And true crime, it, we need to be able to get in touch with our feelings sometimes because it's so easy to kind of glaze over and let these images glaze over and get mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I love properties like this where I'm like I'm connecting to my emotions. I'm connecting to these people, and it, you feel like you're letting these people's memories live on and really speaking to her friends and all of that was was so good and for me what what elevated this episode and made me sort of sit up and put down my phone whoops yeah. uh, was I mean she's very she's not only beautiful, beautiful. but she mm-hmm. presents you know with the great red lipstick and the clothes that she wears and all of that and everyone yeah. talks about how beautiful my, she is my daily appearance is like she puts in like it it was amazing. She was so put together. She was I so think. put together. Like Katie. Katie um, is always shows up put like, together. Just like Katie. But <laughs> what elevated the episode for me was that they leaned into it wasn't just she was beautiful. They actually leaned into how was being this attractive a detriment to her uh personally or mm-hmm. how did it affect her uh attempts to to establish herself? She wanted to go into a prison to work there as a therapist and yeah. her past as uh, someone sent nudes to the prison. So she wasn't allowed to work there. 
And in that interview that Mari mentions, the woman who was actually the photographer for her book, for her book, mm-hmm. asked her, you know, what what is it, you know, what is it like, and how does it affect you? And I thought, this is great. They're actually leaning into that rather than just saying she's beautiful, which she was. Mm-hmm. It was how how that made hate become attracted to her online. You know, she just wants Drew's yeah. money and he just wants her because she's gorgeous when we had been told by her close friends that this was a genuine relationship. So I thought that elevated it above the usual, you know, beautiful woman stalked and killed. And I think yeah. there was an ex-friend of a girl that was harassing her too, like not yeah. women uh-huh. supporting other women. It was a woman that was really <laughs> jealous of her and was trying to take her down too. Yeah. So let's unfortunately get into the killer. Uh, so with Gareth Perth's house, I know, mm-hmm. I thought that Death by Fame did a very interesting job of giving us the crime. There's very minimal re- re- recreation. So reenactments, we're here for that. That's a, a special of me and Sarah. There there weren't many um, reenactments. But again, we just get uh, Gil Creos in here telling us the facts of the case we get like the autopsy uh sketches you know i'm a sucker for the autopsy sketches as scientists Mm -hmm. i I, if i could not the photos i just love the sketches where they break down what happened to the Uh body and that is just my zhuzh and Mm -hmm. so gil telling us what's going on um with the crime this crime is very interesting because they find her like thrown from the two the two-story balcony i think they said like 20 feet up they weren't sure what happened but once they go into her house they see signs of a struggle and all of that w- gareth what did we think about the little information that we got about gareth himself all we know is they had dated for a few years previously he was trying to be a stand-up comedian oh my god so cringe. oh my god <laughs> so cringe they they showed us a little snippet of him being not good at comedy I'm going to be honestly... honest. I didn't watch it. I skipped it. I was like, the minute he started talking, I was like, I can't do this. I can't. Something I'm not going to. No, I can't do it. For Katie, and she mm-hmm. literally has to look away. No. I, <laughs> I did. I did love the host saying, what sort of jokes were you going to tell before we lost all respect? And why you? did you think they were funny? <laughs> it was was he so that awkward. bad? Was he horrendous? Oh, yeah. Was it, it was so, so bad? Awkward. You couldn't even follow like you couldn't even follow what he thought the joke was. So sometimes right. people would tell bad jokes and you go, well, I can see the structure and I can see why you thought that was funny. You know, RuPaul is so old that okay, <laughs> right. it was yeah. to see where the joke structure of a joke. This didn't this was a joke. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we get, that's all, that's what we get. And then I thought it was very interesting that, um, we we get that she had a restraining order out from from him, but mm. technically, before she ends up dead, they lose contact for about ten years. Yeah, yeah you forget about yeah. him. Like, mm-hmm. is going to end up doing it? Yeah, it like exactly. away. Mm-hmm. Because they they introduce him really early, but then we move away from him, and then we get into her story. So when we get back to him on the red very- carpet. On the red carpet, exactly. A month later, a month before the murder, she meets up with him at the red carpet. And I think this is where I'm always that type of person. I, I, I when we're looking at killers and stuff like that, it's like that ignition point. I think this was it, right? Yeah. We've seen it millions of times, right, Kimberly? Like you see, he sees her a month before the murder and it kind of sparks something. What do mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, I thought that was exactly. And she felt it because mm-hmm. she was terrified. 
And I think she was more scared from than she was before. There was something about that meeting that there would be like scary music playing. It was just like, well, he was crying. And he fell to his knees. Mm-hmm. He like, was I, bad. In something, public. Something so wrong in that moment. Yeah. 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 And he would do that on a red carpet in front of all those photographers. He was there to photograph the event. And he approaches her on the red carpet. He's crying. He's falling to his knees. Mm. That's where you say there's a wrongness here. Do you not know where you are, buddy? Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. What would you do if that happened? Because she has no recourse, right? She can't file. Can she file a restraining order if all she's doing had is one on him? Her, her, no, her friend said that she said she couldn't because he hadn't threatened her. And this is oh. the thing. But she mm-hmm. couldn't yeah. point to, you know, the, the police in America, you can't go to the police and say, I know he's going to do something. Well, yeah, madam, right. how do you how Come do you back know? when he kills you. Come back when he kills you. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the larger that's the larger scope of, of this, because they do find out that he, it, you know, he, he's not guilty till proven innocent. He is still awaiting trial. But, you know, they found a syringe of nicotine unused at her house. And then they found some more syringes of pure nicotine at his house. And it's like, who just has like, where do you just get pure nicotine? Where are you getting that? Like I'm and it confused. makes it feel so much more premeditated Amazon? and creepy. Yes. Like <laughs> that he was sneaking it. Wait, what did you say? She said Amazon. <laughs> you're probably not wrong. I th- you're probably exactly right. <laughs> they have everything. Prime shipping. Honestly, yep. yeah, but yes, <laughs> you get it before it's considered premeditation because the shipping it comes so fast. Yeah. <laughs> weird what a weird thing to have just syringes nicotine and they said it was enough to kill somebody yeah i've seen a nicotine killing before we have seen it before yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i have not so it to me it's like he and he's he's self-described as like very smart like he knows how to do computer stuff he's a very smart person right so i'm they're saying that they think he went there with the nicotine. He was lying in wait in her house and no. he was probably going to do the nicotine and then she probably going to die. And they thought they would have thought it was an accident. What happened in the nicotine death that you guys saw? Is it is it hard to like? It is. Like it is hard. Yeah, I mean, you have to do like a full tox screen and stuff like oh, that. Yep. Yeah. They found it by accident or something, right? I think it was. It It was like they weren't testing for it. You guys, we've been doing this show for six years next month. (laughs) (laughs) We've done 600, 500 datelines. It's hard to keep track. But it makes me concerned that he saw that dateline about nicotine and that's where he got the idea. I don't think that people know that it can kill you in that concentration. I I did not know. So I hope that dateline did not cause the no, lucky thing he would have is, found a different way and and he didn't yeah. use mm-hmm. it to kill her because she fought back good for her she fought back yes. that's exactly what yes. i'm gonna say she fought back enough that he wasn't able to use it and her fighting back is what what led them to him you know like yeah so because she had him under her fingernails yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i think the over the the main thing that i took away from this episode is domestic violence victims and how court restraining orders feel like they feel useless because they said she did everything she was supposed to do about him and he still managed he still was able to murder her and like sarah said uh i i i need i need some differences in our laws over here in america because 
this is this shouldn't happen. This happens so often, and it's and it it's just frustrating. And it, it was sad to to see this case. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. See website for details. Before we move on to the next case, what did you guys think about the selection of cases? I know Sarah said some of them felt a little jam-packed in, but... I'm not going to lie. I didn't know. I think I didn't know at least five of them. I think I only knew the Christina Grimmie story. Same. Hey, what do you think? Same. Okay. I had okay. heard of the Amy one and I think had seen it somewhere else, but maybe because of the Drew Carey connection or maybe mm-hmm. I had just read about it and the Christina one. The other ones, no. Mm-mm. I'm looking exactly. at the list right now. A troubled actor from Boys in the Hood. No, I didn't know yeah. that. An aspiring model makes headlines for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. The actress yeah. that disappears. That one, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I know. There's a podcast um, that's like long form about a woman who came to Hollywood and disappeared. And I can't remember if one of those is the same. Un- yeah, unfortunately, that won't be a um, a solo story, right? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a drum that they bang all the way if you watch all six Mm-hmm. about you know how dark and terrible hollywood is Holly- mm-hmm. i it's so is anywhere i mean so is mm-hmm. where there are people with evil desires and jealousy and no access to you know mental health and you know yeah <laughs> stuff. right no, uh, there will be but i think the idea of of hollywood as a place that draws like a magnet and then there are so many disappointments because yes. you know three of us have uh, have been in the industry for a long time there's a lot of no's that you get and sometimes even really talented people don't break through and sometimes supremely untalented people break through it's mm-hmm. not a fair system i think that there is that idea of you come there and you are either elevated to stardom or you are nobody and so this idea of the hopeful ingenue arriving, the gorgeous girl arriving, and then being taken advantage of and disappearing is a kind of 
very sort of a basic, almost visceral story that that we mm-hmm. think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so let's go move on to episode two. I had never heard of this, right? So it was kind of funny. I did ask my husband. I was like, he sat down and he he watched a little bit of the the, the Drew Carey, Amy Harwick one. He said, "Oh yeah, I heard about this." I'm like. How did you hear about this? I don't understand. She's like, well, Drew Carey, Drew Carey's fiance. I was like, okay, whatever. But this, right, this one with the Sons of Anarchy actor, I had never heard of this. Do you guys watch Sons of Anarchy? No, I didn't. <laughs> Is it, it's not still on. No, no it didn't. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's, I, I, people used to say it was great. And I just, I just never, I never I think watched it. were into it. it. You were really into I it. I think people that loved it loved it. Yeah. 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 That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And I think both of those, maybe it's because both of those are actually um, very recent as well, because Amy dies in February of 2020 and um, Johnny Lewis dies in 2021. So, again, a whole pandemic happened. So, a lot of us right. were probably not. I thought that was interesting know. that they were covering more recent ones. I thought they were going to. Yeah. Go way back and do like Rebecca Schaefer, who was killed by a stalker mm. in the eighties, yeah. nineties. You know, yes, um, I thought they were going to go way back, but they these are all very recent. It feels and more fresh, if, and that's why. And that's why I was asking about well, the, more, the yeah the 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 picking of the cases because I too when I saw that headline I was like okay it's going to be some cases we've heard a million times before and I'm okay mm-hmm. with rewatching stuff that I already know as long as it's told as long as it's told to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. But when I clicked on these and I truly had no idea about eighty uh, percent of them, mm-hmm. I was I found I found that very intriguing. So I think that's something that a lot of listeners might like as well because these are very new yeah. and different fresh takes in fresh cases um so for, for me I've, I've watched all all six episodes and i honestly didn't know any of the cases i was mm-hmm. thinking who who am i to call myself a true crime commentator <laughs> but this to me is one of the best uh episodes we spent a lot of time mm. with the perpetrator strangely mm-hmm. but he is set up he is almost treated as a victim by the episode and while in general I don't like that in this particular Mm -hmm. case I did like that because Mm -hmm. it was his fame at a very young age Mm -hmm. being put into what sounded like a very uh, a, a a set full of machismo I mean, I did mm-hmm. meet my new best friend, Lynn Champagne. Lynn Champagne and I are now absolute best friends. Yeah. Uh, she was the head of hair on Sons mm-hmm. of Anarchy. Love. Uh, and her observation of how he negotiated the set and how he felt about the subject matter, how he asked to be written out, and it was written out in quite an extraordinary way, which can happen, and even the riding of a motorcycle without a helmet seems very much part of that uh, milieu, if I may uh, use that word. Mm-hmm. And then it's the untreated, undiagnosed head trauma. I actually reached out to Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz. She may have some comments for <laughs> us. No, I thought about it. I was like, should I reach yeah. out to Amanda? Yeah, I said, said now, nah, Dr. Amanda, talk to us. Uh, so... I thought it was very intriguing. And as I say, it's something I don't normally like, a concentration on the perpetrator. But mm-hmm. in this case, I felt that it was really appropriate. Katie, what about you? Well, I agree. I think that this was a really hard case because I think that this was going to be hard to, to tackle from any angle, in my opinion, because I think yeah. that there was some um, 
undiagnosed mental health issues happening with him. Um, and I'm not sure if it was connected to the crash or this is something that had been long, long term. And yeah, that, you know, it's really difficult. And then they do make it very clear that he said no to treatment. Mm-hmm. He, several times. Several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't. I liked the way that they focused on him in in the way that they did. Because of that reason, I think that giving him, I don't want to say a fully sympathetic bent, but a slightly more sympathetic bent is appropriate because something was happening there that we mm-hmm. can't, we, we can't see. We I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think he attacked Catherine because he was a, a serial killer out with a, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think he's a pure evil person. Something was wrong and it was undiagnosed. The problem is who should have stepped in? And who should have stopped it? I don't understand sort of where we were with the family on this that we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just put him in this this house. But your your son needs help. I'm not sure what happened there. I was a little okay. confused. Can someone can explain I, to me what happened? Yeah. Can I, can I put in a little bit on this? Yeah. His family, he, he grew up in an affluent family, already a, a family that comes from like Southern California, who are also largely into Scientology. That's oh, what it was. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. There we go. All so right. I knew there was a missing piece. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it's yeah. always Scientology. <laughs> You're right. Whenever in my life I'm like, there's something missing here. <laughs> there's something missing. It's, it's Miscavige. It's Miscavige. <laughs> yes. Kelly yes. Miscavige. Where is Kelly? Kelly's Where missing is and the Scientology. The Scientology is missing. Yeah. Because he was he was offered because he attacked an off-duty policeman. After yes. having chatted perfectly at, at a yogurt shop, chatted mm-hmm. to the family, and then out of nowhere attacked him. And he was offered either jail or mm-hmm. to go to a treatment facility. And it's very telling that he chose jail, that he yeah. fired his, his uh, attorney and chose jail. It's almost like a, I must be punished. I must... Something or, was going on with that poor man. And then he was let out because of overcrowding. Yes, of COVID. That's what, or he knew he could be slippery because he chose a year in jail, but only only served uh, was it six weeks or something yeah. like that, like two months or something like that. So mm-hmm. oh, you to be white and rich in America. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You come from an affluent family. And this is I think that this was a problem because even once he gets out of, of that uh, jail stint, his dad books him the the place in the writer's villa. And his dad does not tell Catherine about his his episodes, because at this point, this is what like this is his like kind of first run in with the law, really. But he had been acting erratically for a few instances here, if I if I remember correctly. So and violently it, and violently, and violently vi- yes, erratic and violent. So I feel yeah. like that's necessary in information. Yeah, it, it truly feels like it was a intersection of affluence, um, un, untreated, undiagnosed um, mental illness, religious belief that, mm-hmm. you know, led to that, that kind of all just mm-hmm. unfortunately, and then fame. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's it. yeah. it's called death by fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all collided because I, I'm not even sure if he... I, I'm not sure if he liked being an actor. You know what I'm saying? Like, did they ever tell us if he like truly enjoyed acting? Because like, did you get That's that? Good sense? Point. Did you did you think that he I liked? Didn't feel like it was his? I don't know if I felt like it was his passion. Um, 
and it, I think that happens to a lot of actors that I know that have gotten into it and they realize that shooting on a show is just not the same. It's not even the acting that they want to do. Like they might want to mm-hmm. be in the theater and do something real. Whereas with the TV show and you're working 16 hour days with multiple takes and it's like, it feels very fake and it's very produced and it might not be what he was into doing, but I didn't, there wasn't a lot of him personally. Like, had he always felt this call to the arts or? Yeah, I wasn't sure. But I definitely think he found that Hollywood was not what he thought it was going to be. But instead of leaving, he kept coming back to it. Coming back and playing violent killers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then even going to the writer's house instead of staying with his parents. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if there had been aggressive acts in the home. That mm. This is just me, my my theory. If he was suffering from either a mental um, illness or this head trauma or a combination, I mean, mm-hmm. he had the extreme light sensitivity, which is something that I wanted to ask Dr. Amanda about. But um, I wondered then why, I mean, he's a grown-up. Of course, he, you know, you, you put him in a house and pay his rent. But I thought what's been happening in the family home, they did talk about, arguments over the fuse box and if he has reacted aggressively and violently out of nowhere to a man in a yogurt shop mm-hmm. are we mm-hmm. to believe that he did not do that uh, in his family home so I'm this is completely my brain and I have no n- nothing to go on but I wonder if they felt they couldn't have him in the home and so they put him out of the home I and I see I understand that side of it but as a outsider it's you just feel so enraged because you put him in the path of other innocent people yes, not yes. that i don't know the what next door neighbors i don't know what recourse they had but they put him in a house with a bunch of other people and an elderly landlady and neighbors and and her cat, and, her cat and they uh, i'm not saying it's their fault i don't know what they could have done if they could have had him put away for 48 hours and evaluated or something but at least that I feel, I mean, this is, he'd been violent, unprovoked violence, right? Several that it's times. not related to drugs. Yeah. So, and that was also. By the way, because his, his talk screen was completely clear. He Kate, wasn't on yeah. hard salt thing. with the face ripping. You know. Katie's favorite thing on Dateline is she'll be like, it's drugs. It's, it's always Usually drugs. Usually when something's unexplainable. It's involved. That's, we even have merch that says in, it's drugs. It's because <laughs> it, it happens, and like it's. I, mean, I was almost sad real, for her that it wasn't drugs this time. It's yeah. definitely not. And so, which also that was an interesting thing about him refusing treatment because the only other time I've seen people refuse treatment is because of drugs. They don't want to go into drug mm-hmm. treatment, so mm-hmm. they don't. They'll choose jail over that because they want yeah. to continue on the path that they're on. Period. They're not ready. Stop. Mm-hmm. They haven't hit their bottom or whatever they're not there they're not going right. to do that they're going to do jail but well, mm-hmm. this is just this has nothing to do with that this is just i don't want to go to hospital it's i think it's like. scientology this is scientology it's gotta be it's yeah because if i remember correctly they don't they don't they don't you know they what? have a lot of problematic views <laughs> about men- medicine and- Yes. Oh, that's why they you can't see a therapist. You can't, can't see, see a psychologist a or a psychiatrist. They think that they can you yeah. through mm-hmm. their treatments. And so why did they don't Scientology believe in medicine? In. I know that. For yeah. the, so where are Scientology and all this then? Why, why aren't, why isn't the he doing Celebrity Villa or whatever? The right. Is why isn't he doing heavy auditing? Because this is going to make them look bad. Yeah. So 
mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. It, it could they it could be a a, a a some information that they did not that they left out of that. But the moment yeah. that they said that his that his his family were not only like into Scientology, but they're like well known high prof, high profile mm-hmm. Scientologist leaders. I was money. like, I I thought that okay, they would yes, put him somewhere oh. in a place where out of the public he's, eye where they could work on him. Don't they have he's, a boat? What's Sea Org? Yeah, they have a the boat. boat. Yeah. He's a grown up though. You can't I mean, can you compel on in Scientology into... you can do whatever you want with That's people. right, Shelly. Shelly. Yeah. Where, where are you? Shelly, yeah. Shelly. But Scientology is so prevalent in in Hollywood and it's it is, very yeah. under yeah. the surface and so not a lot of people are talking about it. So you may be friends with someone and they don't you don't know they're in it and then like I and I know several actors who have gotten very much into it because there is one very large acting group that is mm-hmm. Scientology based, but you don't really know that going in. And um, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. And she's kind of, I, I don't I don't want her to kill me, but it's like but I know a girl who is in it and after you. Yeah, she's going to come after me. Um, there's a couple podcasts that did like a couple episodes on her and there's a big I think variety article about how exposing her whole thing, but it opens say Hollywood is not all like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I was in Hollywood for many, many, like 15 years and it is, I had really good experiences. Um, so there are still nice people, but um, yeah. I think in this case, it was a very, he was, it was a disservice to him that mm-hmm. he wasn't given proper care. Care. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit of denial too. I think his his father was like, Oh, he's fine. You know? So I don't yeah. think I don't think it was like we need to lock him away. It's it's total denial that he he's fine. And he's an actor. He can mask probably, I'm pretty sure, pretty well. So mm-hmm. but it was unfortunate. So it, like we said, he ends up from all intents and purposes, from what we understand, he attacks his landlady, he attacks her cat, and then he somehow falls or jumps or he he ends up dead in the driveway from a fall. And first and he I, attacks I, I the neighbors, that. correct? Yes, and yes, then yes, it was only yes. a matter of minutes. Well, he went so back he into- introduced himself to the neighbors. He attacks the landlady and the cat. This is what they think happened. He attacks the landlady and cat, and then he goes back and attacks the neighbors. And they think after he attacks the neighbors, the handyman, the the handyman flees. Yeah, after the attack of the neighbors and and him going back is when they think at some point that's when he fell. Yeah, and he's been arguing with with Catherine, the landlady, about the light. Light, right? Mm -hmm. This is all connected. So I'm wondering if there is something to do with these migraines or yeah, like something mm-hmm. setting this so. off mm-hmm. that it I wonder I mm, yep. really wish we knew it oh, almost boy. sounds like he had I mean, something just pull, like pull the boy. football players the yeah. seat yeah CTE yeah. Um, it does sound like that doesn't it yeah he refused MRIs after his no helmet 
motorcycle crash. He motorcycle never had an MRI. Yes. Not even one. They right. said he refused. No, two. they yeah. said he refused yeah. two of them. Yeah, but they also yeah. said he didn't have a concussion. I'm like, so how are they? When they first talked about the incident, they said he was evaluated. And he didn't have a concussion. They said he was okay, but. Um, but you could, you don't always know. I mean, look what happened to Paul Bruce on Survivor, and and Dr. Amanda says this as well that that you can't you can't rule it out immediately. There has to be observation. So he mm-hmm. he was let down, and I'm sure his again making it up. His family whisks in and whisks him off. You know, I interesting. Yeah, it's like his privilege was almost his his undoing mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, it mm-hmm. it just was terribly terribly sad, and then. People speaking about Catherine Davis as this wonderful patron wonderful of the arts because this mm-hmm. this you house can picture the ran. way she ta- the way she was even though there wasn't really video of her you can just picture the way she's like puttering around the house with her cat and wants to help everybody and you know I can and just there's this moving group of people moving yeah. in and out of the almost uh, almost a bit a B and B of of yeah. people on the way up and people on the way down and these kind mm-hmm. of really interesting mixes. Uh, very sad yeah yeah so um those are the first two episodes uh before we get into our ratings that do you guys have anything to say about the other episodes you watched or anything about any anything else about the rest of the series uh sarah yeah, i would re- i would recommend episode six life imitates art mm-hmm. this is a story of lloyd fernandez avery i wasn't familiar with this man he was in Boys in the Hood, Boys very in the hood, famous. Yeah. I knew the picture of him leaning out the, the window mm-hmm. of the car with the gun. Uh, so it was a very interesting look at his acting career and how he was mm-hmm. so authentic, mm-hmm. his very effective playing of a gang member. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, watch it, but there is the question of was he a dead-eyed killer gang member? and therefore played them very well on screen? Or was there something about playing them that led him in that direction? I am not a fan of people saying that actors can't separate their roles from themselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard and you need to have strategies. If you're playing a particularly difficult role, you do need to have strategies. But, But actors are, it's a job. Acting is a job. Uh, but it, yeah, it was very interesting, very sad to, to kind of follow, uh, Lloyd and his story. So I think they're all good. I would say watch them all. Um, not in a binge, one at a time. What's the, um, the aspiring model makes headlines for all the wrong reasons? That was, um, that was, the episode five for me, the killing episode game. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the least, the least strong of, of okay. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, but, only because her killer, her killer's brother, also killed his his partner and the mother of his children. So, but it it it, it was a bit spongy to me. That's the one that they thought we've got to get six. Like, just do five really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, four and five, I agree, were like 
they either I'm not gonna I kind of fell asleep in the middle of both of them and mm-hmm. then kind of like got bits and pieces mm-hmm. and I was like no I don't need to rewatch that <laughs> like but I, I one two three and six I think are very very strong Kimberly any any other thoughts yeah the Christina one was just Ooh. heartbreaking and I only mm-hmm. just vaguely knew her story and you get mm-hmm. to see so much footage of her so mm-hmm. you really and her brother and so you it's it's rough yeah. Uh, episode three, it was one of those things where I told Sarah, I was like, I don't know if I can cover episode three. Like when I first watched it, I said I did one, two, I skipped over three and I watched the rest because um, Christina Grimmie, I remember where I was when she was um, murdered. I remembered watching her on The Voice. She's on literally my favorite season of The mm. Voice. It was a good and, season. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I just... I re- I remember everything about that case or or at least a lot of it at the time mm-hmm. and so you have to be I, I think that's the one you have to be in a certain mood to watch and I yeah. and I and I made myself watch it today and I was like my eyes were just Oh, and that's so interesting because I like I did not follow her or watch the show mm-hmm. and, and I still was crying yeah but, exactly but a parasocial relationship where you watch someone on tv and you really feel mm-hmm. like you know them is yeah. so real like yep. it so feels real it feels like you lost someone mm-hmm. you remember where you were when you heard and it's yeah it's like mm-hmm. losing so someone sad. in your life yeah well yeah. she had that special thing that it was it was it could have been you like it could have been anyone she was like mm-hmm. an every girl do you, do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. where just making it and talented and like so talented mm-hmm. there was just this something um incredibly likable about her specifically it's mm-hmm. brutal. yeah yeah and one then of her, her murder fans. for no reason we don't even know what why he did it really he wanted <gasps> really? to be her boyfriend mm-hmm Ugh. But um, one of one of her fans talked about, I mean, and really gave us what it was for young women, you know, of her age to see her. She mm-hmm. said she watched her singing and that was, she really understood music for the first time. And then it was when she signed off with this really light, yeah, hope you like it. And she said that was what drew her to to love this young woman that she that she didn't meet, didn't need to meet. She just mm-hmm. needed her on the her youtube and then on the on the voice yeah yeah she was really famous on youtube like extremely famous so i i did know a little bit about her before she was on the voice and then she got on the voice and it was like oh yeah you like you look back and you you learn way way more about them and stuff like that so it it's a sad one but i think it was a a really good story to tell in the sense of it was so victim focused we got to hear from her family we got to hear from her loved ones and then at the end we get to hear about you know what they're doing in her name and in her honor so it it I think it was my favorite of the six in a sense that like I think they did her so much justice with it um and I think it's the one that really encapsulates the death by fame of it all you know um, yeah. so I would definitely suggest watching that one all right so uh let's move on to our ratings um so I will start with Kimberly. How many magnifying glasses are you going to rate Death by Fame out of a possible five? Personal preference aside, 
Should, mm-hmm. Or should I do personal preference included? Whatever you like. <laughs> um, so, yeah, these ones that are very dark um, um, is not what I tend to gravitate towards. I tend to mm-hmm. prefer to surround, to watch a lot of lighter stuff just for my mental health. So mm-hmm. um, it was so I would give it like a four for that. But I thought it was really well done. And so if this is your style of crime show i think i would give it a five i thought the interviews they pulled in were so good um mm-hmm. the hairdresser lady the you know the <laughs> crew member like i, lo- I thought they were great amy's <laughs> best friend that guy who was like giving mm-hmm. us all the gossip so you know I, I really liked the people that they brought in and i thought it was done respectfully so yeah four four point five. <laughs> katie how about you that's what I was going to do. 4.5. And the only point five is that I fully agree with Sarah's comment about it not actually being death by fame. These are mm-hmm. celebrities or, you know, up and coming mm-hmm. celebrities who have tragically been murdered. So maybe I don't know what they could have called it. Death yeah. to celebrity. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's not actually the it was not the fame itself that, that killed them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but so that's the only that's why i'm knocking off a point five but if you're looking for something that's if you're looking for something that is victim focused and if you're interested in the story of any of these people i feel like this does give you a really good encapsulation of them for sure yeah. sarah how about you uh what rating would you give this Yes, I mean, maybe they could have called it stars. They're just like us. They get killed too. Exactly. Um, just that. Ah! <laughs> That's perfect. Um, a little long. <laughs> so for the, for the series, I'm only going to give it a three. And the reason I'm giving mm-hmm. it a three is episode four and five. Just do four episodes, ID. Just mm. do. There were four mm. really strong uh, episodes. We've mentioned them, one, two, three, and six. But for the ones that I liked, I'm a definite 4.5, I think, for the reasons that right. we've all talked about. I think it was very judicious isn't quite the right word, but very considered. Yes, there was a bit of dramatic music. Yes, there were a few times <laughs> when people said, but I couldn't have known what was coming next. It was the next thing that happened that really made it. I mean, right. that's right. just a style to go into an ad, <laughs> and I, I do understand that. So I'm not going to knock them for that because that is part and parcel of it. I think this is one of the the, the four uh, episodes that that I've mentioned are some of the best of this type that I've yes. seen. It's a pretty straightforward telling of a crime, and I think the um, as Kimberly said that the selection of the Talking Heads is just it's good, fantastic. Like nobody uh-huh. who shouldn't be there, no third mm-hmm. grade teacher saying oh, right. We hate that random interview. Uh, Twenty-seven years ago, for five yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were that were actually there. I'm, um, and again, I'm not necessarily fond of looking at photographs, but in uh, episode one, Amy's best friend holding the photographs because it wasn't B-roll because she was actually talking to the photographs, not talking to Amy, but she was looking at mm. the photographs and mm. telling us the effect that Amy had on her life and the effect of the loss of Amy had on her life. I I just thought it was really good. So I'm going to say 4.5 for four out of the six uh, episodes. Uh, What about you, Mari? Yeah, I I agree. It's it's above average for the ID channel and for these type of episodic cases. Um, And and I agree. The the high highs of like 
one, two, three, six, kind of balance out the low of of four and five. So I'm gonna just give it a four. I'm, I think a four is, is perfectly good because this is something definitely I would suggest you watch. I would honestly suggest you watch because even though we might not have liked four, um, five and four and five, yeah, you got you might love like our listeners mm. out there might like four or five. Um, but again, definitely don't watch it in a binge. I I don't think it works in a binge at all. Yeah. Um, like one episode a day or something like that. Again, turn it throw it on when you're like doing your your job when you're at the mm-hmm. <laughs> for my remote workers <laughs> who know what I'm talking about <laughs> while you're trying to get work done but you need something going on in the yes. background turn it on for that. for that yeah exactly so I but I really did enjoy enjoy watching watching these episodes and I'm so grateful that we had some wonderful guests to talk about it with um uh but let's let's move on to our recommendations so Katie by any chance, do you have anything to recommend to our listeners? Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Do it. <laughs> I can recommend that. Also, if you're a fan of the True Detective series um, mm-hmm. on HBO, these are not, these are fiction. These are just mm-hmm. shows that I like. I'm sorry. This is very recent. I'm very excited because season four is coming of True Detective yeah. and it's starring Jodie Foster. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yes, sure. So, yes, sure. Uh, she's sure. back, and it <laughs> takes place in Alaska. It's that uh, time of year. Oh, Alaska is very wrong. And it's the time of year when it's dark, when there is, you know, sunlight Ooh. goes away for a day and then oh, comes back there. little by little. It's just the whole thing. It's got me in a tizzy. I'm very excited, mm-hmm. and it's being released this year. So can't wait. Ooh. That's what. That's my future recommendation. I love it. <laughs> Watch the series and then watch the new season with Jody. Kimberly, how about you? Um, my whole life has been Indian matchmaking simply because I am oh, yes. covering it on another podcast and I've mm-hmm. had to co- catch up two and a half seasons in a matter of days. And so that's what's been on. Although I did watch the Cocaine Bear movie and documentary yes. last night. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And um, if you're looking for an ID show that is like this kind i would suggest murder under the friday night lights and it's just ones that are focused around football high school football but it's Mm. it's really victim focused and has really good interviews with the family members and it's not super cheesy or anything if you like that kind of thing Um, we used to do a show on id called blood relatives which was the most fun yeah you did (laughs) like they would have color symbolism scrambles we were trying to analyze <laughs> we were sure there was an intern that was giving us secret messages in scenes <laughs> like we covered the show for years like obsessed with it so listen watch that show on id and listen to our coverage of it if you want a more fun version it's like you can't trust if any of the facts actually happened that's the bar is it's questionable channel like i'm whispering like like they like us or something like um i don't think i don't think they did like us but then they probably heard our coverage of blood relatives and we made fun of it a lot but so the bar is sometimes lower for these like oxygen id Mm -hmm. shows like sometimes the facts are not right and at all we have a friend um (laughs) who was involved in a dateline case and her mom is in prison for murdering her dad and she's furious at like some of these shows like deadly women i think was one of them that just Mm. didn't get any of the facts right and just oh my gosh you know really negative lens so you have to be careful with these kind of shows 
That's why I thought this one was so good because this one is so good because of that. The bar is so low for some of the other ones. Yeah. But this feels like the real story to me. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This one did. Wow. That's. That's a lot. I can't wait to. Yeah, sorry, I can't I wait to think of some of those. No, so sorry. We love that. Right. It's, it's entirely reimagined actimates. So <laughs> yes. I know you're allergic. Are you allergic to them? Blood yeah. relatives is stem to stern. Yes. Oh gosh, I might have to watch it just to just to torture myself. You should. Or oh, Secret should. Lives of Stepford Wives. The some yes. of those are just Secret uh, Wives, and those are Stepford short. I feel like they're twenty five minutes, and they're all. Reimagine. Oh, there was another episode, another series on ID called Elder Skelter, and it oh, was about old, older senior citizens who killed people. And they only did three episodes, but they had the best only happened three times. Reimagine actions <laughs> and like nursing home murders, basically. But like these, oh my gosh, gorgeous model, like older ladies. They are just fabulously yeah. like silver haired and just gorgeous. They would meet. <laughs> They were like at a deli talking about the crimes. That's how each show was set up. Only did three episodes. We needed so many more because we loved that show too. Hilarious. Oh, and I'm always also watching 90 Day because yep. I'm just waiting for the Dateline 90 Day crossover because I know it's happening at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> what do you have to recommend? To Can I give more it? suggestions than any guest ever has on your show? No, 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 no. No, nope. no 20 <laughs> minutes. Uh, we had a wonderful librarian from New Zealand who who gave a 20-minute recommendation. Uh, and probably fabulous. just wonderful things, right? We're a like, wonderful like, blood relative. So if you're into 90 Day Fiancé, Elsewhere on reality TV wrap ups, uh, the wonderful Puya Zandrakili is covering all the 90 days the other way, inside, outside, upside yes. down, yeah. uh, with wonderful guests. My recommendation is season four of Barry. If you oh. haven't set foot into Barryland, I need to. You absolutely need to. And there's always this impetus. It looks like season season four is probably the last season, which is like great. They are mm. getting out at the absolute peak. And mm-hmm. I would be really surprised if the makers hadn't plotted four seasons right from the start. Mm-hmm. There's something so incredible about this uh, this show. <laughs> Terrible people, and we are very involved in their lives. So if you haven't watched it before, start with season one. If you have watched it before, like me, you will be just salivating at uh, this season four and our favourite Noho Hank, who was supposed to be, he's one of those characters was supposed to be killed, you know, he's supposed to have one episode and be killed off, like Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad, and oh, yeah. they the performer just inhabits the character so well. And, of course, cool. uh, Bill Hader is wonderful and his co-star, whose name escapes me, Henry Winkler. Uh, Henry Winkler is amazing, but the man who plays his handler is also just incredible. So I can't say enough about Barry. It's on Binge in Australia and HBO in the US. If you are caught up, get into it. If you're not, start on season one, episode one. Oh, and, Succession. Uh, oh, succession. Yeah, succession's up. I'm also up on Succession. a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valley cool? season three. I had to Come throw on. in like an actual show that's not 90 Day. <laughs> like I watch a real show. You didn't want to finish scripted. on 90 Day. Your reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Your reputation was at stake. 
I'm uh, watching TV. Watch I TLC promise. And yes. ID. <laughs> did you guys watch the DB Cooper thing on Netflix? Sarah did. I did not. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, friend of the podcast and official unofficial third chair Sarah D. Bunting is a DB Cooper expert. Into by, it. Okay. Yeah. By. by mistake i think um mm-hmm. she's extraordinary and as as our listeners know she has the wonderful exhibit b bookstore in brooklyn there but that was covered on our brother podcast nothing but netflix so okay, if you're interested listen yeah um, watch the watch the show on uh, netflix and i mean talk about what are the facts <laughs> you can have 20 db cooper properties and not one will have the same information so that's part of what makes it fascinating i think exactly. that sort of endless mm-hmm. endless and that was search. my first foray into that whole what's mystery it called? what's it called db cooper db where cooper. are you i think where are mm-hmm. you? Yeah. dead in a dead in a jungle is where he is that's, yeah. that's what most people think sorry oh, spoiler no. spoiler sure. long dead but but fascinating this the it's not a cult but this uh the sort of miasma of thoughts and feelings that arise out of these mysteries and mm-hmm. how people feel really connected um, yeah. mm-hmm. across conspiracies which is why everybody should be watching your yellow jackets youtube shows because we come together to Community. endlessly mm-hmm. look at this gem and turn it to the light and look through it and hold it up and put it down you know mm-hmm. i think db cooper is one of those there are uh, bars themes they have conventions where they get together yeah. and discuss theories it's incredible it's amazing it's fascinating wow. at crime scene we are eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes you can follow crime scene on twitter at crime scene rhap that's crime s-e-e-n r-h-a-p or you can send us an email to crimescenerhap at gmail.com. We're on TikTok at crime.scene and on Instagram and Facebook at Crime Scene Podcast. And please remember to subscribe to our feed. Rob has a website.com slash crime feed. It makes a big difference. Sorry, I'm making a noise. I'm going on TikTok to subscribe to you. Okay. <laughs> you made music. Apologies. That's okay. <laughs> Kimberly and Katie, what do you guys have going on and where can the people find you? Um, there's a show called Yellow Jackets that mm. <laughs> we are covering on Sunday nights on YouTube Live. Um, mm. And our what it, our YouTube channel is called A Date, a with, date K with K and K. K. But we're regularly found at A Date with Dateline. Yeah. Which... Or Date Dateline on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, on which we cover Dateline cases uh the most recent and sometimes old datelines so if you if you like dateline or just like hearing people recap and talk about dateline come join us and we just had josh mankiewicz on for the eighth time i think yeah yeah (laughs) and he gives a lot of um interesting background information about himself and about the show so yeah he's been in show business forever the stories he has are incredible wild so excited to hear about his hanky uh storage system yeah (laughs) <laughs> which I imagined to have been very curated and apparently is a great big pile. It's yeah. not, it's non-existent, which is, yeah. a, it, I'm not going to say, it, I'm going to say it. It's a travesty. It should be organized. <laughs> I, I feel like they should be in very carefully color coordinated drawer sort of pull out with a lock, but no. Cedar drawers. Mm, yeah. Cedar. Yeah. Cedar drawers. <laughs> 
Uh, Thank you so much for having us. We loved being here. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for coming back on. And if you haven't already subscribed to Date with Dateline listeners, uh, go do that. Like, what are you doing? Oh, and I have to (laughs) say, by the way, um, that when Sarah first reached out, I was already following her because I religiously listened to These Are Their Stories with our friends Rebecca and Kevin from Prime Writers On. And I had heard her on an episode and I'd listened to it twice and I thought she was so funny and I subscribed to her. And I then when she wrote me, I was like, oh, from 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 these are their stories her episodes i did not know that yeah and mari i'm now a huge fan of yours as well oh thank you i really really appreciate that uh sarah uh what else do you have going on and where can people find you what else is there but crime uh you can follow me on twitter at sarah carradine if you'd like to do that if you'd like to be like kimberly follow me (laughs) Uh, I'm covering Love and Death, which is the dramatisation of the Candy Montgomery Betty Gore axe murder case from 1980. I'm doing that with Latonya Starks. You can watch the series on HBO in the US and Binge in Australia, and you can listen to our podcast coverage week by week on post-show recaps. Also on PSR, the Dark Walk crew of Sasha, Kirsten, Geneva and me have reassembled and we are going to cover, hold on to your butts, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. (laughs) 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 So find us over there talking about bosoms, heaving and otherwise, jewellery, romance, bare butts, everything. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Mari? What's going on with you? Uh, well, right now, the Wrestling Wrap Up podcast is on a hiatus. So uh, just make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. Uh, so you know that uh, when me and Matt are coming back. So we finished up our coverage of Snowfall a few weeks ago. So if you want to, if you're just finally catching up, you can go and check out me, Latanya Stark and Chappelle, our, our coverage of the sixth and final season of Snowfall. You can catch that on postshowrecaps.com. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know whenever I go um, live covering Big, Big Brother Canada or Survivor. So uh, just make sure you're following me. Also, you can go and follow me on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash Mari Talks Too Much. Again, two like the number two. Again, I'm doing some very, very fun midday streams, a lot of gaming, a lot of interesting stuff going over there. So just follow me over there. Sarah, what are we covering next week on Crime Scene? Next week, we're covering Floribama Murders with AJ Mass. It's a great series, comes to us from Bloomhouse. You can watch it on Peacock and send us your comments and questions. Thanks to Kimberly and Katie for joining us, Will from America for the theme music, and the whole RHAP team behind the scenes. Until next time, case, case closed. closed. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>